Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, where I interview guests that will teach, motivate, and inspire you to stop at nothing to fulfill your dreams. I'm your host, Curveball, and today I am joined by author, entrepreneur, and executive film producer, Sherry Moss. We're going to be talking about her books and a little bit about her life. At the age of eight, she was in a single motel unit with her three siblings, isolated from her peers, looking through the Sears catalog, trying to find the home that she desperately wanted. Her journey has taken her through hell and back, multiple cities in two countries to find love and the home she so desperately wanted. Sounds like she's definitely not only got the home that she wanted, but she's joining us today, even from her lake house. So she's got two homes. Sherry, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for the invite. It's it's very good to be here. Well, why don't you start off by giving everybody a little bit of background about yourself? Well, um, I did spend the majority of the 80s and 90s fostering a great career that eventually led to wireless telecoms. So that's, uh, that's where my, my business chops came from. I spent many, many years developing a, a particular style um, of customer service and spent a lot of time learning a great deal about the product and, and uh, buyers. It was really a man's product, a man's world, but, you know, it didn't stop me from, from doing the best I could and doing very well at it. And, uh, but, but then, you know, kids come along and I took parenting very, very seriously. So as you will find many reasons for that in the book. So I stayed home and developed, you know, other passions I wanted to do, brought some local groups together of women, taught cooking in my home and, and really spent the first few years of the kid's life enjoying my kid's life. Then it was time to write. And I finally decided to pursue a passion I had since literally since high school. So I began to write and through that began to help young people. And uh, again, the path that the shape that that path took was very clear in the book on why, why that was very important to me to help young people, whether it be with the business books or philosophies, you know, if you will, of finding their own path. Well, why don't you take us through that journey that you started at eight years old in a single motel unit and trying to find that love? Because sounds like you found that love and you've got your kids and everything. So take us through that journey. Well, four siblings living in a very compact, small hotel unit. And really, we're talking about the desert. Um, houses were more than, you know, more than half a mile, a quarter mile apart. It was, uh, you know, the 60s and 70s in California. It was a bit tough then. You know, kids were were not uh, given the same respect, let's just say, that, that we can give them today. And so I was went through a lot of judgment because we were very, very poor. And uh, I felt like I didn't have um, didn't have people to really question and, and show caring for what my situation was. And 
But I, I fought my way through that knowing, you know, what I felt inside was right and, and, and you know, strove to, to continue to do well in school and be a good person. From there, moving into back into Canada in high school, you know, I ran into the same things there with uh, it's really it was really about the teachers and the parents. I found them to be, again, as in the earlier years of school, very judgmental because of my background circumstances. And, you know, when you're young, you don't have control over that. So, you know, my desire to get to an age where I could have a semblance of control, you know, I could, I could work, I could earn some money. And, you know, we had parents that really weren't, weren't there, just weren't around. So that's, you, you know, what happened. I didn't get to go into extracurricular, or uh, sorry, post-secondary education. I tried going to university, but, you know, when you don't have emotional or financial support, it's, it's tough. So I thought, no, that's it. I was a young adult by then. It was time to get to work and look after myself and do what I really wanted to do, which was work hard and earn the things that, that you know, I felt were very important to have. I think at that early age, it's still a bit of, you know, I wanted to have a certain level of acceptance and whether it was from myself or from others. So I, I did. I worked very, very hard and successfully. So I began to have the things that I felt at the time were very important, which was, you know, nice home and nice family life and creating traditions and, and just fun stuff. You know, I wasn't extravagant, but just really having fun. So that takes us right through to married and children and um, having a wonderful home life. We had a home and a cottage. Uh, We were boaters. We had a nice boat. We spent a lot of time in the Great Lakes. But then entered the next era of hardship in the form of alcoholism and drug addiction from my uh, husband. So spent many, many years really trying to dig my heels in and save what was uh, what, you know, we had both worked very hard for, you know, that life. And um, so it doesn't end that well. You know, again, there's more of that in the book, but that was another challenging era for me and where I came out of the end of it having to start again and, uh, you know, carry on with my life and, and understand what was important and how to keep being a good person. And I did. I, I built a nice life back up and, started to realize, you know, what I enjoyed the most, what I enjoyed doing the most was far more important than, you know, that I thought the houses would be. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So where I am today is, again, coming past that and out the other side where I'm doing what I love and I'm having some very successful relationships, you know. I've got a great, great um, relationship with my kids and I'm doing work I love and think other things are opening up for me. So you talk about how you wrote some books to help young people. Why did you choose to do that? And why is that your passion? I started to, I always got along with, you know, my kids, friends and our nieces, nephews. And I I felt like I could really relate to them and really speak their language. And the more I talked about the things that I knew that, you know, could offer, whether it was business wise or relationship or just life in general, I found that it was easy for me to do that. And they, they loved the way I was doing it. And I thought, well, if I care so much about them, again, it's that caring for young people, giving, giving them help where they need it the most in, you know, and allowing them to come to you when they do need help and being able to talk. 
I put my knowledge into the first book. And, you know, let's face it, every, every young person, every millennial wants to, you know, be an entrepreneur and or millionaire, which to them is both. So I created what I knew best in a simple book for them that said, Hey, you, it's super competitive out there. You, you need to, you need to have an edge and I can probably help you. And I poured that into a book. The second one came because the editor of my first book was a young, young woman who I, we ended up with a great relationship. We decided to write about how the young, younger generation and older generation could help each other to succeed because as we were. So we wrote a bit of a philosophy on, on helping young people find the help and support they need while they were deciding what they could and should be doing. It was fun. It was really, really fun. I just enjoyed the reaction I had. I love that people found it so fun and helpful, not, not dry and boring. But this last book, it's my journey. It's the whole life story. And as hard as it was to write, it was something that really needed to be done. It's inspiring a lot of people to be able to, you know, talk about the things they don't talk about and not feel shame or guilt or hide things, you know. So it's, and that's just launched. So I'm in the midst of really working with that. So you also are an executive film producer. Tell us about the films that you have produced and what they're about. Well, I'm currently involved with one that I think is very, very important. It's still in really early stages. It's It's a story of redemption. It's something that really should be told today. You know, again, it's kids disadvantaged that uh, end up causing problems and pain for somebody else just because of their own pain. And and what can happen when the two, both of the two, you know, recognize it? Or what can happen when you get caught up in being with the wrong people and you're not using your, you know, goodness or common sense? But that one's still out there. It needs a lot of... um, work yet to be done it's called children of the fire and it's just a beautiful beautiful story but in the past i did a very very fun one an independent film project i had kept a place in austin austin texas for a while and my friends there in the film industry we did a great project i mean it was set in the 80s and it was you know the type of horror thing that we used to you know watch in movies that back then it was you know college kids experiment gone wrong sort of thing it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It gave me a bit of an experience. I was looking forward to see what I wanted to do in that sort of field. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, working on another project that's bigger and, and better, and it's, I'm enjoying it. What do you think that helped you the most to get through the bad times to now get to the good times where you're at? You know, I'm going to say is always believing in what I had the power to do, if that makes sense. I knew from a very, very young age when I saw adults pretending to be good people, but, but it, you know, in the way they talked, but exhibiting not so nice and, and not caring, you know, in the way they acted. And I knew from a very early age that, you know, it, what it meant to me that just to be a good person and it was okay to make mistakes so I think what, what helped me through all the years and struggles, and, and I've only, you know, touched the service in a few things. There's quite a few things that really did happen over the decades, including, you know, in-laws, 
the challenges and, and things again about non-acceptance you know I was in a man's workplace so I was very very uh, you know held back or, or put down let's just say by some of them because I was doing better than them you know and that was the 80s the, the 90s it was still very much like that but I think through it all and what what landed me where I am today and I'm as I said, it, I have a good life. I'm very happy. Was that I always knew that no, I I I can do the things I want to do. I can't be held back. I can't be put down. I know what I'm doing is right. I know I have a good heart and I'm a good person. And I just just got to persevere, one foot in front of the other. Believe me, there were some some wild wild days and and stories and challenges you'll find in the book when while I was married at the end. You just got to keep doing it. You just have to know that, you know, it's, you know, what's right. And you don't have to do what's wrong. You also like to travel. Tell us about a place that you've been to that you always wanted to go and tell us about a place that you haven't been to yet that you want to go to. Well, there was one opportunity I had to go into the mountains, the forest and the mountains and sit with a family of gorillas in Rwanda. It was the most incredible experience I've ever, ever been fortunate enough to, to do. I went, we were kept in small groups. I think there was about six or eight of us and we had guides, but we went up into the hills and we were literally sitting amongst this family and to watch Watch the dynamics that were so clear, which ones were teenagers acting like, you know, showing off, which ones were babies hiding behind the moms, you know, the leader of the pack watching everybody from up in his perch. But there was a moment when I was standing just over a bit of a hollow and there was a, a female, a, mo- a mother gorilla, and she had her two other kids, two little ones beside her. And she was laying there. And she reached out. We're not, we weren't allowed, of course, to engage with them um, and to touch them or, you know, we were, you know, trained how to not make certain noises, et cetera. So very, very quietly, I stood where she, uh, the hollow where she was laying in and she very slowly reached her arm out and uncurled her fingers just to touch my boot and looked me in the eye. And I had this incredible, incredible connection I knew she was a mom and I, and I, and as was I, and there was just something about it that we both needed to, to literally, you know, look into each other's eyes. I would say that was probably the, one of the best experiences I've ever had really takes you down to base level, which is really what I've been saying, you know, about inherently just being a, a, a good person where I would like to go. Well, you know, we always say things like, you know, Tahiti or Bali or, you know, the, the South Pacific or the tropics. I don't know, maybe even Greenland, you know, Iceland. I understand it's kind of a really cool place, something cool to experience. Not sure, but that might be it. Do you have any upcoming projects or anything that you're working on in the future that people would like to know about that you would mind talking about? Yes. Part of the reason I, I wrote this, you know, life journey, it's it's a memoir, but I prefer to call it a life journey. I've been working with someone on a movement or a project, if you will, called One Last Talk. And it just speaks to my heart so greatly, the work that is involved. I've been involved with it for, for a few years. And really, it's about, you know, asking people to share something about themselves in a very short time 
that would help somebody else, you know, whether it's not feel alone or not feel guilty or what have you. And they're usually things that people don't know about them. And it's 15 minutes. And you do that. And there is such a healing that comes from, you know, working it. I've worked with several people on, on this. There's such a healing that comes through them when they actually get to work on it. And then they, they speak it. And then, you know, this weight and this, this release comes off of them. And it's, it's so amazing to see. And with a small group audience, and it's so amazing to see the audience just, you know, take a deep breath and realize that, wow, that's brave. If that, that, that person has a lot of courage to be able to speak, you know, I, I need to have, and they find courage to do it. And it just, it grows from there. And pretty soon you have a group of, you know, plenty of people who, you know, are helping cure loneliness because you know what? Loneliness is, you know, can lead to so many things, you know, anxiety and uh, eating disorders and, um, you know, all kinds of mental health issues and sadness, you know, depression. So this is, this is, this is what I'm, I'm going to be uh, curating in a big way in the future. Once we get out of the stagnant, you know, pause that we're all in at the moment, it's going to be a really, really exciting project setting exciting you know venture for me working with other people and doing just that that's where I am you know in my life I've I've settled I have a fantastic you know relationship with a great guy and my kids are all young you know they're young adults and they're on their way so I get to do what what I love you know I'm going to keep writing I don't think I'm done I think there's another oh I do have by the way I have a children's book that's on contract with Pegasus, you know, in the UK. And I'm really excited about that coming up too. You know, again, it's the story of a young girl who doesn't quite know how to make friends. She moves so much, you know, the, the anxiety, the challenges of that. So that's going to be exciting. Hopefully this year I'll see that in print. But other than that, yeah, I just want to continue to, to talk, to let it's, it's all about communication and conversation. And I want to continue to foster that to help people. You definitely have a inspiring story, and I'm sure you're going to help a lot of people. Why don't you give us ways to connect with you? Give out your website where we can purchase your books, your social media links. Yes, I'd be thrilled to invite anybody to come and uh, you can have a look at my personal website. It is in the midst of updating, you know, uh, to, to actually start a book and, and see it through to publication within one year because it was a, it was, it was a year you know, to the week is really, really something. It doesn't usually happen that fast. So I've spent a lot of time on that and where I want to take it. So I haven't had a chance to really update, update my website, but it is there. There through that you can contact me. It's the site is sherryannmoss.com. If you know how to spell my name, then you know how to do sherryannmoss.com. You can find all the books on Amazon. I just approved the uh, the audio book for this last one, but it's there, Kindle and, and uh, you know, paperback and hardcover. Reviews are already going up. It's uh, I'm getting messages literally almost daily, whether it's an email, a phone call, or a text from people that it's on Amazon globally. So worldwide, you can, it doesn't matter where you are, you can pick it up. But they're really uh, warming my heart because they're telling me, you know, how it made them feel, how they had to take two days before they could actually 
you know, they really wanted to think about how they wanted to say it, but it was very inspiring to them. And it, 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 they were just very, very surprised that I could be very open and, and such, but it, it really inspired them. So Amazon, yes, there's other places, but might as well just connect right to Amazon. And um, I'm on LinkedIn, just at Sherry Moss. So yeah, there's, there's ways to find me. Do you have any final thoughts before we close out for the audience? Any words of encouragement or anything like that? You know, yeah, I, I work with young people. I, I was, I, you know, a few years ago started designing workshops to bring, well, I started with just women, young women, because, you know, I was helping them. We talked about adversities and challenges and things you come to, but really this is for anybody. I often told them when they were trying to figure out, you know, what they wanted to do or what they should do. And I was giving them avenues to explore. You know what I said to them? And this goes for anybody in any, any way. And it's true to after this, this last book, go and volunteer and do something where nobody else knows you're doing it. And, and you don't tell anybody or talk about it unless, of course, I mean, I'm not saying don't ever say anything about it. I'm saying doing it for the sake of, of the act. And go and volunteer and help something somewhere. Everybody has things that they're passionate about. Find something where you can make a difference and hold it close to your heart. Because you know what? That's the thing that gets people to think outside of things that are holding them back, you know, their challenges, their needs. Helping somebody else, there is nothing more that makes your heart just, you know, feel so open and um, exploding with with goodness it's start there if you're if you really want to you know change something or look at something differently or get somewhere you can find the strength in yourself by by looking out there and it might just make you might just help you put one foot in front of the other afterwards I just think it's just something extra to think about everybody else has great things they say you know, with five steps to this and how easy it is, the 10 easy things and you'll have this. And I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I subscribe to spending time with yourself, you know, and thinking about those things on your own, you know, what inspires you and, and, you know, the good things you have in you, everybody's got strength and resilience and just find it. There are lots of ways to do it, but I find that volunteering or helping somebody in any capacity is a great way to show, find your own strength. Ladies and gentlemen, Sherry Moss. Be sure to pick up her books on Amazon. Visit her website at SherryAnnMoss.com. Sherry, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. And it was a pleasure, and I hope I didn't talk too much. (laughs) No, you were great. I sure appreciate it, and I'm sure my audience will as well. Wonderful. Thank you. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.